Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Princeton, and your host. It is Tuesday, July 13th. We are. So my boy. <laughs> sponsored by Bud Light still. That's right. As you can see, we are heavily sponsored by Bud Light. Loaded to the gills. Pick 6 presented by Bud Light. See this giant sign. John Breach is wearing a shirt. Ryan Wilson was wearing a hat. And that's roughly 14 cases of Bud Light iced tea seltzer back there. And we want you to share a Bud Light with us as you listen along. So go to BudLight.com slash delivery to order, I believe, your free Bud Light. That's right. BudLight.com slash delivery or something like that. Anyway, if you want to order beer to your house, go to BudLight.com slash delivery. Why would you not want Bud Light? It's the summer. It's hot outside. You want an ice cold beverage that quenches your thirst and delights your palate. And that's Bud Light. Today's episode, AFC MVPs, AFC team MVPs, I should say. Joining me to do that, John Breach and Ryan Wilson. What's up, boys? Hey, hey, hey. Hey, Breach, why don't you tell the, the folks quickly about the awesome Bud Light cooler that we got that Brinson has yet to receive and probably won't get. Well, the thing is, apparently Brinson has like a security fence around his compound in North Carolina and delivery people cannot get inside the complex. So me and Ryan Wilson both have a nice new core that we're going to use. Wilson, you, you're, you're a camping regular, so you're going to make more use of it than I am. But I go to the pool a lot. Uh, so basically, Wilson and I got hooked up. Will Brinson did not. So if Wilson's hosting the show next week, you know why. It's because Brinson quit. Well, here's the he, thing. It's a really nice cooler. You looked it up. My wife looked at the details. It's like regulation size. It is bear proof. So that won't come in handy at the pool. But if you're hiking or you're camping, it'd be I a, mean, it'd be you don't know where I go swimming, Ryan. It might come in handy <laughs> at the pool. At the water oh, hole. Just to be clear, the nicest, and, and for those wondering what's happening, I got my Bud Light neon sign here, which doesn't contain any alcohol and doesn't need an adult to sign for it. I also got a note from FedEx saying, hey, you weren't home. I was actually at the pool, ironically, drinking Bud Light. <laughs> Out of, out of a out of a cooler that was not sent to me by Bud Light, and I, but I know I can't help but notice that you two guys, uh, in your infinite wisdom, got this really nice cooler from Bud Light and didn't put it behind you in the shot. Where am I going to put it? I'm going to put it on a shelf. It's a huge. It cooler. would take up the entire shot. You wouldn't be able to see me. And trust me, people watching on YouTube want to see me. I'm the only reason Bud people watch. Bud Light doesn't need to send you a cooler that's big enough to put a human in it. Breach. <laughs> I mean, it is big. That's true. Yeah. But <laughs> sure, it can fit a bear. In the yeah. feed, we have a mailbag episode, Mailbag Monday. We'll continue doing those. So if you have a uh, if you have a question you want to ask us about a team, a beer like Bud Light, or you know, team MVP, you want to nominate somebody, uh, you can do that by sending us a five-star Apple podcast review. Coming up, we'll have NFC team MVPs tomorrow. But we also want to welcome a new podcast of the CBS Sports family. Just in time for the Tokyo Olympics, Attacking Third will cover the U.S. women's national team as they aim to capture gold, plus the NWSL at least three times a week, making it the most comprehensive podcast in the space. Join hosts Sandra Herrera and Lisa Roman as they bring you match previews, recaps, exclusive player interviews, and more. Download and follow Attacking Third wherever you listen to this podcast. All right, let's get to our... AFC team MVPs. And we're going to start with me because it's my podcast. Fair. For, for now. For now. Until <laughs> so Bud Light too. puts Ryan in charge. By the way, remember, drink Bud Light responsibly, but drink it frequently. And I'm going to name my team MVP for the Los Angeles Chargers, the team that I'm falling back in love with. It's a huge mistake. What could go wrong? 
My team MVP for the for the Los Angeles Chargers, a surprising one. Austin Eckler. What do you think about that? Here's my question. Why is he your team MVP over more obvious selections? Well, he uh, Tyler Sullivan did the AFC team MVP story on the CBSSports.com site. And he listed Justin Herbert as the team MVP. That makes sense. Justin right. Herbert, very important piece to the Los Angeles Chargers. But to be to, worth, before I must interrupt, you were also the person who had the ice cold take about uh, who was the most important pack, or oh, the Vikings would be the Packers, and I got Packers fans. The Vikings up. winning the NFC North, whether or not Aaron Rodgers plays. That's so correct. This, take that with a grain of salt when, when Brinson continues. Fine. Let's go ahead and get my Bud Light ice cold take out of the way then before I even get to the fact that Austin Eckler is the team MVP for the Los Angeles Chargers. Instead, I'll point out that my ice cold take of the week or of the day, actually, presented by Bud Light is that the Los Angeles Chargers, oh boy, oh boy, are going to take the Chiefs down. They are going to win the division. That's right. The Los Angeles Chargers, my old flame. Those with Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Corey Lindsley are going to defeat Joey Bosa. Don't forget Derwin James. This team is stacked, baby, and they are going to take down the Kansas City Chiefs. This little run with Patrick Mahomes and the MVP, Andy Reid, it's over. Here come the Chargers. I think the Chargers are going to win the AFC West and – if you really want to be, get crazy with the cheese whiz, go to the Super Bowl and play the Los Angeles Rams in the first ever doubly hosted home Super Bowl in Los Angeles. And people will claim that the NFL is fixed, that the, that the NFL, that Roger Goodell wanted this all along, that he needed two L.A. teams in an L.A. Super Bowl. No, 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 no. It's because the Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers, Austin Eckler's team, are just that good. <laughs> Breach, what is the ice-cold takiest take, the... Vikings over the Packers or this nonsense about the Chargers going undefeated and never losing again. With uh, you know what? I don't I, the Vikings one, if we're talking about ice cold, was down near absolute zero. <laughs> this one, I don't think it's that crazy. I think the oh. Chargers are going to be good. And you look at wait, but all the things he said, not they're gonna be good. I think they're gonna be good. I I don't think the Super Bowl is that crazy. That's oh I don't God. know what to say. I know, Wilson, right. you want me to rag on Brinson. And you know what? He stole one of my L.A. teams with the Rams in the Super Bowl. I'm not going to steal his Chargers prediction, but I do okay. think uh, the Chargers are absolutely a playoff team. And I mean, the Super Bowl may be a little bit far uh, because, you know, there is no team that chokes in big spots more than the Chargers. And you think they're going to take down the Chiefs, to, to be clear? I think the Chargers have a better chance of winning the AFC West than the Vikings do of winning wow. the NFC North. All right, so that's, what, that's what your question was. Which, yeah, which yeah, one yeah. was crazier? What do you think? I, I like the Vikings better than than this. And one issue is that first-year coach, we don't know what Brandon Staley – I mean, he had a great run, a short-term run, but a great run. and A great single-year run. Is <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. But, I mean, Austin Eckler, I understand. You're just not going with Justin Herbert. And I don't have an issue with that. But I think the – to take it that the steps you took it after that with your ice cold, your Bud Light ice cold take is even bolder than the one about the Vikings winning the division with or without Aaron Rodgers playing for the Packers. So the Chargers are actually a much longer shot than the uh, Vikings. <laughs> yeah. <winning the> division. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Only you and Breach didn't know that. You actually knew it. Breach didn't know it. No, I, know. I mean, they're six to one along with the Broncos. And that's the Broncos thing is sort of, you know, you got, when you look at these futures, and we're looking at these on WilliamHill.com, uh, or what, yeah, WilliamHill.com slash US slash NJ slash bet slash football slash futures. <laughs> the, um, 
the the AFC stuff and the and the AFC West is kind of screwed up because Vegas is still sort of building in the possibility of Aaron Rodgers going to Denver for whatever reason, even though that that's completely stalled out. And- Von Miller was asked about it at the Tahoe Celebrity Pro Am. American celebrity. Thank but you. What, what do you say, Ryan? Well, well before you-, you tell us that, make sure to remind us who won. The AAC championship. Oh, gosh. We, we've talked about so many names. But I don't know if I can you remember You already that. forgot? Well, I'm thinking about Rick Roden, and I'm thinking about, uh, oh, right, Vinny. My guy, Vinny Del Negro. Vinny Del home. Negro. And oh. our boy, Tony Romo, finished in third. That's right. And our other boy, Patrick Peterson, finished in 24th. One spot had Aaron Rodgers. So I don't know where Von Miller finished, but he he was asked about um, the idea of Aaron Rodgers coming. And he actually had a really good veteran um uh, sort of middle-of-the-road answer where he said, I love Drew, I love Teddy, I would love to have Aaron Rodgers on the team as well. And I think that uh, George Payton and the general manager and, and John Elway, if there's any way to make that happen, they will make that happen. And so, look, you said for whatever reason that the books are still sort of considered it. Von Miller's still considering it, so I think it's still a possibility. Okay. Um, yeah, look, if Aaron Rodgers goes to the AFC West, my ice cold take presented by Bud Light will look even worse man eh, at that point i think it'll, it'll actually help you because you have an excuse yeah well, although maybe the chiefs would take some l's to to denver and the chargers could sneak through while everybody's busy watching the uh the broncos yeah. and the, the chiefs i wouldn't bet on the chargers at six to one to win the division because i would wait and see what happens with the the rogers thing because if rogers you know we're talking about that with the packers betting too like you want to you you only want to if you think that aaron Rodgers could go to denver you don't want to bet on the Chargers now. So I, I say this every week. I haven't changed. I think I'm 5% on the on mm-hmm. um, Aaron Rodgers playing for the Packers. I think Breach was at 15% last time. I'm at like 3% of him going to the Broncos. Like I, I think it's it's like there's not that much difference between those two teams in terms of where he ends up. Where I don't think I have you down percentage-wise, Brinson. For I'm at uh, 65% that he plays for the Packers. Oh, right. So so you're – By the way, do, um, do you remember the Seinfeld episode with uh, the Kenny Rogers Roasters? Mm, yeah 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 they set up kenny rogers right outside kramer's apartment and he he turned he turned red yeah yeah i feel like the cool uh uh cold delicious beer version of that right now oh yeah no the sign lingering it could be 100 (laughs) degrees outside and it seems like you're it goes along with the ice cold takes you've been busting out that's right um anyway so the austin eckler thing really i mean like i don't i don't know that he's I, I, I here's here's my take on the Austin Eckler. So you think he's the glue guy on the Chargers offense? Yeah, I mean, I think when you look at their depth chart on the at running back, I mean, they didn't add anybody. The only addition they did this offseason was Larry Roundtree in the sixth round of the draft. They have Josh Kelly, who's a fourth round pick in 2020. Justin Jackson, who was a seventh round pick in 2018. And then like Gabe Neighbors. At full, I mean, it's it's. If Austin Eckler, uh, they need 16 games out of Austin Eckler, and I think I think he's really important for the development of of Justin Herbert. I and mean, this is a guy that was getting some crazy uh, target numbers early on when Herbert came in. Uh, he saw 11 targets in the first start for for Justin Herbert because that was in Week Three against the the Carolina Panthers. 11 targets. He got hurt. And he missed six games on injured reserve. He came back and got 16 targets against Buffalo. Nine targets, nine targets. You know, the next two games, four, three, seven to close out. I mean, it's 65 targets in just 10 games. I really think without him, the Chargers are going to struggle to be balanced on offense. And if they want to be a legitimate 
playoff team, a Super Bowl contender, an AFC West contender. I think they need a Pro Bowl caliber season from Austin Eckler and just 16 games on the field. I think he'll deliver that. Here's the thing. Joshua Kelly is sort of a similar version, similar type player to Austin Eckler. He had 23 catches last year. Um, 23 targets, 23 catches, no drops. That's actually pretty impressive. Yes. Um, and, and I wonder if his role will be expanded. Larry Roundtree is more of a, a just a, an old school running back. He's he's a bigger, thicker, between the tackles type guy. So I don't think he'll take anything away from Austin Eckler in the past game. But I do wonder if Josh Kelly, if they'll have plans for him to to sort of share that workload. Yeah, it's, I mean, it just feels like the Chargers kind of go with this running back by committee, and so I have a tough time seeing Eckler getting enough playing time to be what? like. I just think that in the past, I mean, it's, that was Anthony Lynn's offense. I don't think Eckler is going to be like a workhorse where he's playing a hundred percent of the snaps. I'm saying, I think they're going to split it up. And if you're splitting it up that in that Chargers offense, I don't think that one running back would end up being the MVP of the offense, even though I agree with you that the Chargers are going to be good. Um, I, I hard disagree on playing time. I don't, I think be well, like, Austin Eckler had 110 games. He had 116 carries. And Josh Kelly in 14 games at 111. I mean, it's reasonable to expect that those splits to be closer to. I don't think he's going to get 20 carries a game. Okay. I think that's all Breach is saying. Okay. I mean, I think he'll play 75% of the snaps. And offensively, I mean, where does he rank in terms of the best offensive player on that team? Number one. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the other question. I mean, you, you have Keenan Allen, you have Mike Williams. I, I think Austin Eckler will finish the season as a number one fantasy running back. How about that? All right. That's pretty, that's pretty ice coldy too. So it'll be one of the 12 most productive running backs in terms of yardage, touchdowns, receptions, et cetera. All right. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. Brenton is all in on the chargers. That's yeah. what I'm getting out of this. All in. Well, Remember I'm when trying he tried to take to the, the chargers thing and spin it into an LA thing so I can steal my Rams back. Although, what we've been seeing, well, it's all NFC tomorrow, of course, but I I mean, the Matthew Stafford hype train is getting a little crazy. Yeah, because little... of you. Take off the conductor's hat. Um, I've been here all along. Like, why are these people climbing on my train? You people didn't want to be on this train when it was in Detroit, parked in Detroit, languishing away. I guess I should save this for tomorrow. What? Uh, <laughs> let me ask you. I'll ask Breach because I know what your answer is, Brinson. Who do you think will be more productive with Justin Herbert in, in terms of relied upon the most? Um, Austin Eckler or Jared Cook? Oh, that's a good question. Um, uh, I mean, probably Eckler because he's going to get the ball on the ground through the air, so he's going to put up no more, more total yardage. But I could see Jared Cook being a sneaky good, like one of the most underrated free agent signings of 2021. Like, I could definitely see that. Yeah, I think Austin Eckler's good. I just wonder if he's going to get caught up in the one ball sy- syndrome. Like, there's only one ball to go around for all these playmakers. And they just have so many. I mean, he's the running back there. I mean, if anything, you would but think. But I just said they have Josh Kelly. They have Justin Jackson, who actually proved a few years ago he could carry well, You guys rest. are talking about, like, Josh Kelly and Justin Jackson. Like, they're good. Joshua Kelly, I just read you his numbers. They were terrible for a rookie season where he sort of was forced into a role that he didn't expect to have. Justin Jackson and Austin Eckler averaged the same amount of yards per carry last year. Fun fact. Not if you're Brinson. That ain't fun. <laughs> <laughs> what on earth? Uh, I don't. Even, I don't know what to do with you guys. I do know what, hey, to... at least you didn't pull a blank and go with just Justin Herbert, which I'm going to do with my pick. <laughs> that was that was sort of the whole thing too. I didn't want to just be like Justin Herbert, team MVP. I I think I, th- I think one of the other things too. 
I mentioned Corey Lindsay, and you laughed at that. That was sort of a, a that's that's legit. That's just funny. No, no, it was it was it was supposed to be funny. Like that, it was a bit of a Garrett Bradbury bit. But um, I do think that Corey Lindsley and Austin Eckler are two of the key guys. If Justin Herbert wants to avoid a sophomore slump, I mean, if Corey Lindsley, hundred percent. Herbert stats to regress a little bit. They were otherworldly last year. No, Corey Lindsley's really good. Maybe the best center in, in NFL. Rashawn Slater, who they drafted with uh, the twelfth pick, I think it was. He's going to play right away. Uh, they signed Matt Filer. Uh, the Steelers, who desperately need him, he's going to play inside. So, yeah, the offensive line is going to be much improved, and maybe that makes things better for everyone else, Austin Eckler included. I, I just think they're going to have – they're going to need things. If they want to be as good as they hope to be, and they want Herbert to be as good as he showed he can be last year, that Austin Eckler is a key component to that because of how much – he give, he gives such a – you know, look, Jared Cook's new, new pieces on the offensive line, Rashawn Slater, Lindsay, as we mentioned – but Eckler's that checkdown guy who's going to give him a safety valve and can also pick up first downs and be a, a huge component in, in, in that aspect. So I think he's very important. Okay. Don't hate it. And the thing is, Herbert already was a good decision maker. So if he starts using his checkdowns more, we might see he only threw 10 interceptions last season, which I think was one of the more underrated parts of his game because you have a rookie going there. I mean, we saw Peyton Manning go in his rookie year and he set the – the NFL record for most rookie receptions. And so when rookies Interce- interceptions, yeah, Peyton Manning. Yeah. You said rookie receptions. I wanted to make sure uh, rookie was- interceptions, yeah. uh, certainly not receptions, but so you have, when you're trying to learn on the fly as a rookie, you're prone to make mistakes. And Justin Herbert just didn't really do a lot of that. And you look at one of his best spans, you know, the chargers ended last season on a four game winning streak, you know, winning, uh, those last four games of the year. And I feel like Austin Eckler did exactly uh, was a big part of that. So he helped out. And so I, I feel like what Brinson's saying isn't completely crazy. Yeah. But you also think the idea of the Chargers winning the Super Bowl makes sense. So, you know, no, 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 I didn't say that. I, didn't, I said getting the playoffs, getting the playoffs. I'm not going all the way to Super Bowl. Wilson. Already backtracking. <laughs> all right. Breach. Who's your guy? Uh, before we get to, Oh, sorry. Sorry, I didn't read the copy. Who's the host here, Ryan? I know. Goodness. Well, I mean, look, it would be insane to, to point out all these smart things that I pointed out about the Chargers, about Austin Eckler. And I'd also point out that <laughs> summer is here and it means only one thing. It's time to stock the coolers and start counting down the days until we can enjoy an ice cold Bud Light in an NFL stadium again. By our count, roughly 40, 57 days remain until we can hear a beer vendor screaming, Bud Light! Bud Light! Bud Light right here! Pretty good beer vendor, actually. To help you take summer by the coolers and get ready to tailgate, Bud Light is giving away free coolers every day, all summer long. Free Ooh. coolers all summer long. That's right, free coolers. All you have to throw away that dusty old ice box you got in the back of your garage and tailgate in style this fall. And all you have to do for a chance to win is go to BudLightLegends.com. You go to BudLightLegends.com, all one word. You hit enter on your browser. The website loads up, and you register to win a free incredible Bud Light cooler. Plus, you will get a beer on us. So sign up at BudLightLegends.com right now. And by the way, you um, we mentioned earlier in the show, uh, what was it? Uh, Bud Light, uh, BudLight.com slash delivery. Yeah. You go there and you can buy, you can, it like has a bunch of links for local uh, places where you can buy Bud Light. Maybe Amazon, you could do it, or even Harris Teeter, if you have those in your neighborhood. Your I have a Bud Light distributor, a Budweiser Distribution plant 
up the street from my house. I can probably get one there. You probably can. And I know the brewmaster. I just remember that. Well, that's a humble brag, I guess. That was Breach. probably the best humble brag in pick six history. Who, Breach, who is your AFC team MVP? Well, obviously, I wanted to completely homer it without homering it. So I did not pick a Bengals player. However, I did pick a Tennessee Titans player, and I went with, like, it's a little bit different, not quite as crazy as Austin Eckler with the Chargers, uh, but I went with Julio Jones and the Titans. Um, Well, all right. I don't necessarily think Julio Jones is going to be the best offensive player in Tennessee's offense because, duh, they have Derrick Henry on the team. But I think he could be the most valuable player in terms of uh, like the true sense of the word. So you look at Derrick Henry last year. He somehow ran for over 2,000 yards, even though teams were putting eight in the box against him all the time. He faced the most eight in the box looks of any running back in the NFL. And the dude somehow still rushed for over 2,000 yards, which is crazy. So if Julio Jones comes in and he just gets back to like 90% of what he was just two years ago, uh, and he's 100% healthy, and all the team, all of a sudden, teams can't put eight in the box. If you have A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, uh, you know, catching passes, you can't do that anymore. And so all of a sudden, Derrick Henry puts up another huge year. Basically, I think Derrick Henry can put up even bigger numbers this year, which is absolutely bonkers to think about since he went over 2,000 last year. And I think it's going to come down to how well Julio Jones plays. If he plays well, uh, teams can't focus on Derrick Henry. If he doesn't play well, then the Titans offense is crippled and teams are going to do what they did last year, which is put eight in the box for Derrick Henry. I don't I don't hate this. Uh, I think it opens things up for a lot of people. If Julio Jones is 90% as preached notes, A.J. Brown, chief among them, Josh Reynolds, chief among them, of course, Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill. So it, that one, I mean, the, the issue um, was the defense last year, specifically edge rusher, but also they had a lack of depth and, and talent at the wide receiver position, and Julio fixes that. Now, we can argue whether they gave up too much, whether Julio's close to his prime or whatever, but I think the threat of Julio will be uh, worth the cost for at least one year. We'll see what he looks like, and maybe next year is a different story. Maybe they move on from him. Maybe they give him another deal. But uh, I think the idea of Julio being the missing piece, and I say that with a question mark at the end, in this offense, in this division, is, is huge. Um, what, like, are you more concerned? I think this is a pretty easy answer. More concerned about Julio being 90% or more concerned? I'll ask Breach first because I know Brinson's answer. More concerned about Carson Wentz being the final piece to help Andy get back to, to the playoffs. I, I don't know. For some reason, I'm not too worried about Carson Wentz. I think he's going to tear it up. So I, I would be more concerned about Julio. But you know what? Huh. Julio Jones only played nine games last year. He averaged uh, 15.1 yards per reception, which was his highest number over the past three years, um, and still put up 85 yards per game. So the numbers were still kind of there. He's just got to be able to stay healthy. And the flip side of this eight-person-in-the-box thing is if teams are like, you know what, Derrick Henry's the guy that's going to kill us. We're still going to put eight in the box. Then Julio Jones is getting man-to-man coverage, which is could be just as good. So this works either way. I um, think that Carson Wentz is a much bigger factor than Julio Jones. That if, if Julio Jones tore his ACL, no, I'm, I'm asking, I'm asking, who do you think is going to be? Is Julio Jones going to be closer to the 90 percent that Breach is predicting or hoping for, or is Carson Wentz going to be the guy we saw in 2017, 2018, or sort of the step we saw in recent years? I who's more I would, likely to return to their peak? Julio. 
That's what I thought. But Breach, Breach, and Breach is drinking the Debo juice. I'm on they, the Wentz wagon. Debo knows it. Wentz I know is it. More likely to return to Wentz 2017 Wentz than Julio is to return to just who he's been for the last five years. Get off Julio's the Wentz wagon. You're been. not even invited on the Wentz wagon, Prince. There's no room for you. Don't try and I get on the get on that season. wagon if the Earth was crumbling into itself as existence as we know it was com- coming to a complete and utter end as asteroids pelted the Earth and sunk everything into outer, uh, outer space black hole and the only way to get off the planet was the Carson Wentz wagon. No thanks. I don't think a wagon does what you think it does. <laughs> The wagon would fall over. It would be the first thing to fall. I want to hop in. I just want to maintain that there is a standing bet to Brinson. Loser has to shave their head. Something Carson Wentz related. If he feels this confident, I'm more than willing to make a bet. Love it. Brinson? Sure. What was the bet? That Carson Wentz? You have to shave your head. No, I'm not shaving my head. You just said sure. When you get to Brinson's age, I I told you I never shaved my head as part of a bet. My, Why not? my cousin, my cousin Jay once shaved his head. This is a long, long time ago, but he shaved his head. And his hair came back like curly, and now he's bald. So I'm not doing that. Oh, I would love, I would love bald Brenson. Nothing more, nothing more than bald people love than other people going bald late right. <laughs> when they Brinson, thought they were I'll, I'll, his I'll, job I'll, before. We can figure out a wager. I ain't shaving my head though. <laughs> like the forty uh, year old Brenson thought he was free and clear of going bald, and then he shaves his head, and he comes back looking like Wilson. Like Carson Wentz got traded because he sucks. Julio got reunited. Got traded right, because yeah. he's because the Falcons suck. All right, well, put your money where your mouth is. That's all Debo's saying. If you're so sure, yeah, about he it. was he was real confident. Sixty seconds ago, I threw <laughs> out the bet. What are the metrics for Carson Wentz's comeback? I mean, it could be pretty once. It could be pretty much in your favor, and I'd still be willing to make this bet. I mean, I'm not saying that Carson Wentz can't come back. Sounds like what you're saying. Back from being crappy. You just talked about the core of the earth and shit. I don't even know what you were saying. <laughs> Devo's mad. Love it. Oh, uh, Devo's got to bleep himself. <laughs> the core of the earth. I mean, Carson Wentz was the worst quarterback in football last year. Well, make the bet. And What's you can make the, the ter- you can make the terms of the bet. That's what Devo just said. So in 2017, Carson Wentz completed, he only completed 60% of his passes, had uh, 30, almost 3,300 uh, passing yards, 33 touchdowns, and seven interceptions. So, is he going to be better than that? Putting up the stats in the NFL in 2021 is not difficult. I'm not betting on Carson Wentz getting volume stats for a Colts. You just team. asked Breach, do you think he can do 2017 all over again? That's not – that doesn't Brenton, mean- who will go further in the playoffs, the Colts or the Chargers? That's a good question, too. I mean, I don't think the Colts are making the playoffs. So I'll say the Chargers. Well, how about you bet Debo that? What? That's ridiculous. Why would I take a Colts versus Chargers bet to shave my head? Base, like, what does that say about what does that have anything to do with Carson Wentz? It, 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 he could be terrible. They could still win. Like, what if like Nick Eason takes over and they and they go to the playoffs? Uh, if Nick Eason takes over and they go to the playoffs, I'll shave my head. I don't know who Nick Eason is, Ryan. But only if Brinson <laughs> agrees to shave his head. I was trying to figure out who he was too. Is it Jacob Eason? Who am I thinking of? Yes. <laughs> Nick Eason was a defensive tackle for the Steelers. Oh, that's too bad because I wasn't going to shake my head. Her. I was trying to rope Brinson into the bet. Didn't yeah. they have a uh, – no, you weren't. You forgot. You forgot to. It's Jacob Eason. Who's, didn't they have a Nick drafted? Brinson moonwalking like crazy. Sam Ooh. Ellinger's 2021 playoff run, baby. All right. Uh, leave, leave a five-star at Pick 6 Pod on Twitter. Give us an idea of something Carson Wentz related we can wager on. I mean, if Carson Wentz leads the NFL in touchdown percentage in QBR again, 
that would be surprising. And by the way, just so we're clear, because I know people have mentioned this on various social media platforms, I'm waiting on Breach to continue with the, I'm willing to get the the tattoo. I, I'm not going to be a Welcher, someone called me on, on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> I'm waiting for Breach. That is where I'm at. I'm not going actively trying to seek out getting a dumb tattoo. All right. How about this, Devo? We'll come over the Carson Wentz bet. We'll figure out the the parameters of it. I don't. I think he'll be better than he was last year. That's a no-brainer. This is the first time you said that. I, I've said that all, all along. I mean, he, all right, go he ahead. was the worst quarterback in football last year. Go ahead. He was benched for Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Go ahead. He's What's the, the rest of your interception, sacks, and sack yards? What's the rest of your comment? If we'll figure out this bet, and then what we'll do is we'll do we'll we'll let's apply the shoey right now. If when we figure out the terms of the bet, of course, it wins bet. If Debo wins, I will have to drink a beer or something. Bud Light. Yeah. Maybe a Bud Light. Uh, that would help cover up the taste of Debo's shoe. You have and to it. purchase a game-used Carson Wentz cleat and drink out of that. I like it. Love I was going to suggest that. I didn't know. If, I was like, I wonder if you can find a game-used Carson Wentz cleat. And if not, if I win, Debo, you will be sipping a Bud Light out of a game-used 2020 Philip Rivers cleat. Uh, just so you guys know, we can purchase a game-used Carson Wentz cleat <laughs> for one thousand four hundred ninety-nine dollars. It's worth right, it. We'll see if we can expense that. <laughs> Brinson's the uh, the golf game. How did you find that so fast? Because that's what I do, Brinson. He was about to buy it, and you just happened to bring it up <laughs> randomly. If I get expense, I'll just keep it that way. Oh my god! I will buy this. <laughs> A 2010 game used Philip Rivers worn cleat, but that's the thing. Like Debo wants to drink that because it's it's a 12, a 11 or 12 year old shoe at that point, so it'll just taste like you know leather. I don't think you want to drink this. I'm gonna put this in. A... I don't want to drink out of a game. Breach is such a, a serial killer. He found a game used Carson Wentz cleat within like 30 seconds. Look at look at these 2010 Rivers cleats. I was I was they look, they the look like they're not too bad. For this. Look like that, from... that looks like it would be pretty gross. From the 50s. Gonna drink a beer out of a game use cleat. This is all right. What's next? Can't wait for Brinson to lose. Um, I, I mean, I do think I do think though that oh, there, <laughs> there it is. Look at that, dude. It's so fast. This is look like this absolutely look like cleats that Philip Rivers would have worn in 2013 too. Or 2021. There are so many game use Carson Wentz cleats. Like Philip Rivers wears those cleats to high school practice when he's yelling and screaming at those kids. I love how. All, oh wait, wait, we can find a Carson Wentz. Autograph one for uh, five hundred fifty dollars. Oh. Done. Oh. Done. Wilson will buy it. Gone. Find on here. How did you find? We this? will. Uh, we will save the shaved head bet for when all three of us beat you in tennis at the LA Super Bowl. There is no. Ooh, here's a Philip Rivers signed uh, NC State mini helmet. I have to buy that. I'm about to drop. Oh, I'm about to drop cash on these uh, Philip Rivers gear. The um, I'm not shaving my head. That's that's never happening. Well, what if he tie you down and shave your head? Like, what would you do? Would you like call the cops? <laughs> How would he call the cops? Tie tied down, down and shave my head. I'd file <laughs> a complaint with HR, and you'd be fired. Yeah, you did. What you if would. it was off the clock though? You would 100 percent do that too. I, if you if you guys all held me down and shaved my head, yeah, I'm calling HR. 
What if we what if we resign so for somebody's gonna say, why did you shave your head? I mean, my my wife is gonna be like, Why what the hell? Why did you what shave if we your head? resign for 45 minutes, shave your head and then then unresign? You're going to resign for 45 minutes. What if no what here Wilson, here's a way more realistic scenario. What if you go out at the Super Bowl one night and fall asleep? Coming up after the break, <laughs> <laughs> we'll hear about Wilson's team MVP in the AFC. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. <laughs> Somehow the uh, discussion's happening on a text thread right now, too. Uh, anywho, Wilson. So, uh, Breach's team, I don't know. How did uh, Julio Jones being floated as the team MVP led to a Carson Wentz argument? And because you started bad mouth on the Wentz. podcast, and you guys threatening to violate HR protocols and hold me down and shave my head. Wilson, who's your team MVP in the AFC? that you want to talk about? I'm going to go with, uh, this is actually a, a sort of a, a Sean Wagner McGuff type pick. It's not quite Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, which is obviously very important. But uh, the quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield, and of course the team is the Browns. And, and I think if the Browns, we've talked about this on and off during the offseason, that the Browns have a legit chance to win that division. If they're going to do so, it starts with Baker. Now they have a lot of other moving parts that need to come together. Um, but the way they finished last year, the the back-to-back wins over the Steelers, including the first round of the playoffs, the, the near win, over the Chiefs uh, when Mahomes went out and Chad Henney came in. Uh, those are all steps in the right dis- direction. Those are all, all great developments. Kevin Stefanski, Coach of the Year, he's coming back. They finally got the coaching uh, hire correct. And, and I think that Mayfield, the way he finished, is playing with a ton of confidence in 2020. And I expect that that will only um, continue and grow in 2021. They're getting Odell Beckham back. Um, the, the team should be better in, in, in every regard they uh, got Jadavion Clowney I don't know if he's necessarily going to add a ton as a pass rusher but he can certainly help in the run game they have Miles Garrett who's one of the best players in the league they drafted Greg Newsom uh really good cornerback they got Jeremiah Wusukormoa in the second round uh, also a really good pick so that defense uh, should be younger faster stronger better um they got Anthony Schwartz who they drafted out of Auburn in round three maybe a little high but he sort of has some Mike Wallace qualities to him so another playmaker for for Mayfield to go along with that running game and the offensive line was one of the best in the league last year. So I don't know how this could go sideways if Baker Mayfield plays at the same level or slightly better than he played towards the second half of last season. Ryan, you know what? For that, I have a fun fact that you are going to like and may help prove your point. Uh, last season, when Baker Mayfield completed under 60% of his passes, the Browns went 2-5. and five. When he completed more than sixty percent of his passes, the Browns went nine and zero. Mm. Mm. I mean, that's a pretty stark difference. And that he's also—I like, mean, it feels like a little bit like. I, I don't think it's like saying policy. if, like, no. I mean, because like you, the, the argument people throw out are the you know if a running back gets twenty carries, the team never loses when it's real. Just you know, it's because running backs carry it more at the end if your team's winning and Correct. there's just so. But if your quarterback is on fire, especially if you're the Browns who haven't really had a good quarterback for so long, uh, you're more likely to win. I mean, 
it's that simple. And with the Browns, obviously last year, it was that simple. Yeah, and I, I think, yeah, look, Austin Eckler fan club. I think Baker Mayfield completing 65% of his passes is perfectly reasonable, number one. And number two, like what's, what's the threat in the AFC North? I mean, obviously it starts with Lamar Jackson and that team, but on paper, are they better person for person than the Browns? Maybe not. I think the Browns, I think the, to me, the two most complete rosters in football, and I don't mean best rosters. I just mean complete where I, I look at the rosters. I really don't see a ton of weaknesses. I think it's like Cleveland and Buffalo. Yeah. And Cleveland also signed John Johnson. The third, I forgot about that. Got Grant Delpit coming back. He didn't play last year because of an injury. Denzel Ward, his injury history is a concern. And so is, um, um, Reed Williams. Wait, were, you t- were you talking about the whole NFL? Or the AFC, or the AFC, uh, the AFC, because this is an AFC podcast breach. But... Okay, well, I wasn't. He's, you, he's I thought you to... said NFL though, so I was clarifying for those at home who are listening. Uh, by right, the way, if you're, if, would you, if you're one... who would you want to complain about me not including? I would have probably said the Buccaneers. Yeah, Buccaneers count. <laughs> There's a Sean answer right there. The team that won the Super Bowl. Uh, is pretty... the Super Brady, the Super Bowl champions with Tom Brady at the helm. Yeah, That's not a Sean answer. I didn't pick gotcha, the Buccaneers. Gotcha. We're asking <laughs> who has the most talented roster from top uh, to bottom. Pardon, pardon. Um, Excuse me. Higher NFL or? By the way, if you're watching on YouTube, the best thing is they like, breach is wearing a shirt with his name on it. You start calling him Bud. What's better <laughs> when, when you lean forward, like Bud? Listen, there, listen Bud. Bud. But um, uh. Yeah, I, I mean, this is an obvious answer. In, in some is that a long sleeve shirt or is it like a half? Uh, it's is a it softball those... shirt. It's awesome. I love. I it. love softball shirts. I'm literally not going to take this off. I'm going to wear I this didn't... every day for a week. So... I didn't get a That's... softball shirt. I got, I got the security jacket, which because you don't like play too. softball. What? Ryan. I want the security jacket. Look at this. Oh man, you got to go on YouTube so you can see Ryan Wilson, Wilson wearing Wilson this security jacket. Like... Like you're basically like the beer for you're like the beer security guard. I'm working the beer you're guard. Like Paul Blart for beer. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Which you are. I'm about, I love throwing people out of the out of the beer garden. Yeah, <laughs> it looks like a, a throw them out of the beer garden. garden. Excuse me, or or you could be the guy. Who, excuse me, ma'am. The Bud Light <laughs> expired. I'm gonna need to see some ID. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So I'm going with the Browns. Not super, like I said, super sexy, but incredibly important that Baker Mayfield plays well. No, I mean, I think that's the, the the thing about Baker too. I think it's being slept on here, or as uh, as uh, BMAC likes to say, "quiet quiet as it's kept." I think is the phrase that he uses. I've never heard him use that phrase. Yeah, you still, I love it. Um, Baker's playing for a contract. That's the other thing. That's right. I mean, he Baker. Almost every off season, there's a couple quarterbacks where we have this big debate about, you know, like you know whether it's it was Marcus Mariota for a while, then it was James Williams. You know, I mean, it's, he, quarterbacks who move on, or it was Carson Wentz, it was Jared Goff. So they pay um, them like Dak. We do, do it all the time. Baker, there was no discussion this offseason. You know why? Because Baker did what I thought was incredibly impressive, the adult, the responsible thing. And he said, I don't want a new contract. I'm not worried about it. You know, if, if they give it, if, if they handed him one for exactly what he wants, he'd do it. But I think he went and told his agents, he told his people, he said, look, I don't want this to be a big thing this offseason. Should Baker get paid? Does Baker get paid? How much should Baker get paid? He, he, squ- he quashed it. He, like he, he put it all to bed by saying, I don't want to worry about a new contract right now. And he's going to, and I think he, I mean, he's betting on himself this year. He is saying, I'm going to go out and I'm going to play really well. I'm going to improve on how I operate this offense in year two with Kevin Stefanski. We're going to win a bunch of games. We're going to go back to the playoffs. And then I'm going to ask for a ton of money next offseason. And no one's going to flinch because you just pay quarterbacks. That's what you do. And I, I thought that was 
a, a very stark difference from the Baker Mayfield we saw two off seasons ago before the Freddie Kitchens debacle when he was in every single like G, you know, had like GQ and all those commercials and all that. It was just Baker, 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 Baker coming off a really good rookie season. And I think that, I mean, I, I know that's kind of dumb, but I think that kind of hurt, like that hurt his development, I think, because people got sick of him. People I don't know if it hurt his development, him. but when the season went sideways, it didn't help things. People were whinging about exactly, everywhere. Exactly. And now I think people are like, I think I just think the approach that he's taking is so completely different that I have high expectations for him this offseason. And I'm not even that freaked out by looking at these. You know, when you look at William Hill and you go to the odds, um, yeah, what call I mean, me crazy, but I think uh, playing for Hugh Jackson and Freddie Kitchens also hurt his development. <laughs> that's that's crazy. fair. Uh, but the, I mean, the Browns at 16 to 1 should be crazy. That's be screaming the, about that. That's Super Bowl, division? right? Super Bowl. Okay. That's Super Bowl. I was going to say division. That's crazy. What are the division odds? They are uh, one four, plus 145 to win the division. The Ravens are plus 120. See, I, I don't know. I like this. I think Baker right now is my number two quarterback in that division. Anyone disagree with that? Breach? I mean, the only other argument you can make is Joe Burrow. But I was going to say against Joe Burrow or not. You probably go Baker for now. All Burrow's, right. Burrow's got to prove something. Yeah, I think Burrow's got to – I mean – the, the one thing – here's the one thing I would say about Baker. And, like, because I thought about talking about him as a sort of a sleeper for MVP just because if, you know, if the Browns win 12 or 14 games, it could happen. The only problem is that if you go and look at Kirk Cousins' stats from 2019, which is when Kevin Stefanski was the offensive coordinator there, uh, you know, Kirk Cousins makes the Pro Bowl. Has a great season. Only throws six interceptions. Completes almost 70% of his passes. But, and the Vikings went 10-5. and five, Only 444 passing attempts in in, uh, in 15 games, which is just not very many. And yeah, he ain't winning at, the MVP. That's what I'm saying. You go look at Baker Mayfield last year, I think his stats can take a big jump. I think you'll have very few interceptions. I think he'll approach 30 uh, passing touchdowns, 35 plus passing touchdowns even maybe. But, only 486 passing attempts in 16 games. And there, yeah. were, there were a couple where they had bad weather maybe, and so they were down, and we could see it maybe approach 500. But this is what Kevin Stefanski does in his offense. He doesn't uh, let – Nick Chubb's not going to have 20 carries a game. I just don't think Baker's going to have the passing attempts to I get – I would love Ben Roethlisberger to throw the ball 400 times a season. I mean, that right. you would love that. So look, before we move on, wrap this thing up. Any concern about this? Um, first game of the season at Kansas City. Houston week two, they'll win that. Then it's Chicago, Minnesota, Chargers, Cardinals. That's how the, the Browns start. It's uh, not an easy path. It's not an easy start. And unlike previous Browns teams where you might say, oh, they're only going to win one game, and that'd be the Texans, I think they have a chance. So many games. That's one, two, three, four, five, six games. They go four and two in that? Is that possible? Yeah. I think three and That's three are definitely possible, but you have to. The thing is, they can't do is go two and four because right. you're still the Cleveland Browns, and you don't want to jump out of the gate, fall flat on your face, and all of a sudden everybody's like, "Oh my God, the wheels are falling off the wagon for the 20, 20th year out of twenty one years." Uh, so you, I think three and three would be pretty good in that stretch. Three and three would be great because the schedule actually does uh, ease up a little bit after that. Um, they have the Broncos that assume. Hey, bear in mind, you haven't played any division games at that point. That's right. And um, the division, the division games are actually, I consider, you know, the, the Steelers and the and the Bengals will be 
you know, maybe you split with the Steelers. I would imagine you split the Bengals. We'll see. I don't want to get Breach upset. I mean, they're two of their toughest games last year against the Bengals. But then Baker they had Mayfield the- had his arguably the best throw of the season when he beat the Bengals uh, with a long touchdown with under a minute left. Their first 10 games are not easy. Here's the thing. They're going to face Aaron Rodgers one way or the other because they play both Denver and, and the Packers. So <laughs> they're not getting away from Aaron Rodgers. That's unfortunate. I mean, so you you mentioned those first six weeks. You, you really got to beat Arizona and Chicago at home. And then you take Arizona. Like Houston's a win. Yeah. If you can get Arizona and Chicago at home, and then maybe you steal one to get to four and two, they can beat the Chargers. Or the three Vikings. and three is a good start. Yeah, I think three and three is a good start. Then Denver, Pittsburgh, at Cincy, at New England. I mean, that's you need to be five and five after ten weeks. Worst case, I think. And then they have the crazy. They play Baltimore two consecutive games with the which, buy in between, which is that's, still mind blowing. Yeah, that's idiotic. Raiders, Packers, Steelers, Bengals to close it out. I mean, it's not. That's a good stretch to finish with. Yeah. If if Aaron Rodgers is not playing, that's a real right. stretch to finish with. Yeah. But All right. We say that now in July and in October. I, I mean, I personally think that 16 to 1 is a little short for the Browns to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think they should be like 30 to 1. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with that. That's right. I, I, I wouldn't bet him at 16 to 1. Right. Okay. I agree with you. I misunderstood you. Yeah. Okay. That's the show. That's the AFC Team MVPs. If you've got a uh, Team MVP that we left off of the AFC, you're watching on YouTube, leave it there, or feel free to drop it in the podcast review. Just leave a five-star review. We'll, uh, maybe we'll come back and revisit it for uh, Wilson and Breach. Let's see you guys later.